Hi, this is Nick Ferraro, the Philly Elvis. And when I'm not swiveling my hips out there, I'm hanging out listening to Setless Bruce. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is a Bruce Springsteen blogger and a massive fan. Joyce, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I'm Joyce Bassett. I'm, um, my profession is a newspaper editor in Albany, New York. And um, I first saw Bruce in 78 and fell in love and have been following him ever since. Yeah, and I, I think you were just at a couple of the shows in uh, MetLife uh, Stadium, correct? I just went to the one, the final MetLife 3 I went to. Okay. Yeah, it All was right. unbelievable. I um, I was kind of expecting a set list like the first two and uh just hoping for New York Serenade, but then when he came out and said, uh, we're going to do some songs that we didn't do the previous two nights, my husband and I looked at each other and said, oh boy, we're in for a great night. And um, um, we also heard a lot of the soundtrack, uh, the sound check, that is, and, um, uh, you know, saw on Twitter what was going on and just knew that it was going to be a special night. Yeah, and I that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you. You had written a beautiful a blog talking about your experience and um and so you know I've kind of done some catching up on your blog a little bit and so I, I can't wait to talk about it I was there on night two um nice. so yes it was and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that but uh let's start out with um your origin stories talk to me about growing up tell me what kind of music you listen to you know, as a kid growing up, what your family liked to, and then maybe as you got into your teen years, what you started going into? Well, um, I was the youngest of seven, and um, my my mom had passed away when I was young, so I was kind of raised by my brothers and sisters, the ones that were closer yes, to me in age. <laughs> but they, um, we mostly, I mean, it was Beatles, I remember quite a bit, um, big in the Beatles. Um, and then... Um, the only other things I remember is at about 11, 12 years old, a group of my friends, we just started to hang out and listen to music all the time and, um, singing Zeppelin in the base, in our basement and all the neighbors listening and laughing at us and, um, 
just uh, we and we started to go to concerts very early in life, like 12, 13, 14. We have a place up here called Saratoga Springs uh, SPAC. Bruce played there yes, once ma'am. or twice. And um, so we used to go there and um, first concert was the Beach Boys and um, just went there just about every summer um, during my childhood years. And so that kind of formulated just a love for live music that um, stays with me to this day. Um, and and I've stuck with the same gr- group of friends, even though I didn't live in this area for about 20 years of my life. I came back and we still go to concerts together. There's about five of us that just uh, that haven't given it up yet. You know, there is something about old friends, you know, to quote, Simon and Garfunkel, you know that great song of theirs. But I have, um, I have the best man at my wedding, and his wife. We all three went to high school together, <laughs> and we we don't see each other maybe but once a year. And um, but when we get together, it, the t- the years fall away, and it's like we just see each other the weekend before. Right and. There is a comfort and a comfort and a just a familiarity of those old friends that are just pretty special. So that's neat. Absolutely. What year would have been when you saw the Beach Boys? So um, that my first concert was I was probably about thirteen or fourteen, and so um, so that would have been sixty five. 60. Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. 75. I'm, okay. I'm 62. I was born in 62, so yeah, 75 or so. Uh, because uh, I um, so that's right when uh the Brian is back, kind of maybe a little bit before that. So uh, that that's that's a cool time to see them. Um, so I I hear this often. When I'm talking to people that if they are the youngest, a lot of their music influences, instead of being your parents, it's your older brothers and sisters. What's the age difference between um, like the oldest to you? Um, So uh, my sister Sally is – she's 15 years older. Um, We were kind of born every – every year or two so it, it's it okay. was uh but she she didn't she was kind of going and out of the house when uh when i was right. growing up it was more of the siblings that were pretty close to me that influenced mm-hmm. me and so um you know we talk a lot about sometimes you either embrace your parents music or you re- rebel against it so um it, that sounds like a fun kind of grow growing up that this I always think of the scene of almost famous, you know, when his older sister leaves in the albums. Yeah. So it's a great uh, scene. Yeah. It is. And uh that's awesome. Yeah, I had so, a brother who who used to mm-hmm. whenever I had a birthday, um, he would come home with three albums and he'd say, Pick one, two or three <laughs> and I'd look at him I'd be a little that um, and I'd usually pick one and let him have the other two, but we we just all listen to the same stuff. So. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. So, how did you find Bruce? 
So um, a friend of ours, um, let's see, we um, knew someone who saw him in Albany at a small place called the Palace. And um, the the guy who saw it just said he he felt like the balcony was going to fall down. It was so crazy and so good. And um, so he recommended we see him when he decided to play about six months later, I think it was, um, at RPI Fieldhouse, a college nearby. And so our friends, a um, bunch of us got our $8 tickets, and it was walking distance from our house. And we um, we walked a mile to see um, what turned out for me a, a life-changing um, event. It was just... Um, um, I, you know, like I, and I always say, you gotta see them. It'll change your life. And then I think, well, it didn't do that to my friends who were at the show, but it did. <laughs> but it did it to me. Um, you know, they they stayed fans, but not to the extent that I became a fan. Um, and so that that was it was just a you know that was when darkness was out. And so yes, ma'am. I vowed to. I went home. I bought all his albums. I bought. I looked for a magazine. I mean, I was just fully entrenched at that point. When I say this a lot on the podcast, so to my regular listeners, I apologize, and you guys can quote along with me, two kinds of people, the people that see Bruce the first time and go, oh, that was an interesting show, or wow, that was really long, and then the others who say, oh, my goodness, I want to sell everything I own and follow this man everywhere. Yes. <laughs> And that's the truth. And um, my wife was the first kind. And um, and I, on the other hand, I, I didn't see him till the rising tour just for various circumstances, living in, you know, Louisiana and Texas and kids. And, you know, he wasn't touring as much in the, you know, when I moved to Dallas in 86 and it just a lot of different circumstances. Um, so it wasn't till the rising and it was this amazing where you go, oh, oh my goodness, why, why can't I see him more often? Um, um, so I always like to say the number of times you've seen Bruce is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are because circumstances can change, you know, financial situations, locations. But just for the record, how many times have you seen him? Um, yes, I agree with that statement. I mean, we've seen them 24 times. I just counted the other day and, um, and we didn't live in the area. My husband and I didn't live in the area, um, for about 20 years. And that really put a damper on it because, um, I mean, growing up in the Northeast and if you have the, like you said, the money, (laughs) um, I mean, you can, you can certainly go to see them, but then it's like you have family and, you know, there's priorities and, um, so yeah, we've seen every tour. We missed. He he came to St. Louis during the acoustic Tom Joad tour, so he didn't come close enough for me. And I had just had my first kid, um, and so that's the only tour we missed. Where where were you guys living for that twenty years? Just traveling all over? Or one we place? we started in Philly and then Tampa, Florida, where we saw the Born in the USA uh, tour down in Miami. Uh, which is probably my least favorite because I was so far away. And um, I, I mean, I like the album, but the whole, uh, he didn't have that stadium thing down yet. And I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I felt too distant at that 
time. And then we moved to Chicago for 10 years. Uh, we saw the uh, Tunnel of Love, and um, we saw the um, the Lucky Town Human Touch uh, band, uh, which was decent. I mean, they were pretty good. And then, of course, there was a huge layoff, and um, yeah. and then came back home. And 20 years ago, it'll be, and then the reunion tour started, and uh, oh my gosh, it's been uh, it's been quite the ride ever since. Yeah, I um, like I said, I was a casual fan, um, like everyone else, born in the USA. You know, everyone's listening to it, and. Um, the river is the first album I remember buying and, you know, for him and then, but living in Louisiana, no thought to a tour, um, no concept of driving to Houston to see him, you know, just like, why would you do that? Right. Uh, right. And, uh, when we moved to Dallas, um, you know, every time he would come by, there'd be, well, we didn't have the money or, my son had something to do at his school, and so I would have to, like, not chaperone or not do something. Um, and, you know, you put your kids first. Right. Uh, so uh, that's – um, I won't say I regret it because, you know, being a dad's more important than being a Bruce fan most of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, th- so now then, you uh, living where you are, it's a little easier to get to shows. Absolutely, yes. Albany has been very lucky. They, uh, I wrote a story about it for the Times Union actually. How many times he's played here, and um, um, this, I mean, he even when he did the uh, stadium tour um, prior to this, which what was the name of the. Uh, the tour prior to this, I'm, I'm drawing a blank I here. Works. Yeah, so he he, yeah. he did Albany um, during that second leg after he did the Euro- he did the first leg, then he went to Europe, and then he did Albany again. This this is the first time that he's skipped Albany on a leg of a tour in a while. But we, I mean, I mean, I could go to Foxborough. That's that's three hours away, same as going to Jersey. So so I'm very fortunate. Now, when you mentioned we, is it your friends or is your your significant part significance, you know, uh, partner a fan as well? Oh, he's a huge fan. In fact, um, okay. we had a big party December fourth of this of last year because it was the 35th anniversary of our first date, which was a river uh, tour concert in Buffalo. So. Um, so we've been together um, since that time, and um, 35 years together, and we've uh, um, we've seen all the shows together. And and he um, he poor guy, I mean, dragging him through that the GA madness down at MetLife, um, he didn't sit once. And I thought, oh my gosh, how can you? Do <laughs> I mean, we were sitting on the ground. We were sitting. Uh, yeah. We were sitting all the time, and he just stood the whole time. And I felt our legs were like bricks when we left there. We could not walk hardly when we left that stadium, but it was well worth it. And he he agrees that it was well worth it. So, um, that, but but yeah, he's been my uh, partner in crime this whole time. That is awesome, Joyce. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I tend to be, uh, um, you know, a guy who gets a seat. Um, I just, I'm a man of size, and, and I'm like, I just don't know if I want to stand that long. Yes, uh, yeah. You know, 
I we I was able to see him when Bruce did the free show for the basketball tournament, you know, that yes. happened in Dallas. You know, right. there was that free show he did and um there were no seats. It was outside and I I got in line early with one of my best friends and immediately in the pit I'm like, Okay, I just feel claustrophobic, I can't do so I left him in the kind of pit area and I just went and sat at the you know, got something to eat and a Coke and sat at the uh, near the sound stage and kind of set for the whole couple of opening acts. And then once Bruce came on, you know, I stood for the show and had something to lean against. But um, I, I just can't see the the marathon that is the pit. I, I admire everyone who does it. Oh, man, it's hard. I tell you, I I had done the pit in in um, Pittsburgh. And I did mm-hmm. it in Albany once, and then we luckily the last Albany show somebody got us down there. We didn't really belong there, but somebody got us down there. Okay. And um, and it, the the MetLife was was just it was really like running a marathon. I mean, a, a beer soaked. We were we were soaked with beer, and it, and it was because people just couldn't maneuver and so they'd go and get a beer and come back and trip on the way back and just like you oh, get no. drenched the whole back of my leg my my shoes my converse shoes inside were squishing squeaking when I walked and it was but I just kept laughing I mean it was just too much fun not to fully like embrace it and just say you know this is something special I gotta hold on here <laughs> basically well you know, Joyce, it, all apologies to Disney. The happiest place on earth is a Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and so I totally agree with you. Um, you know, you were talking about the ground shaking. Um, my son and I were there on night two. Um, he's 27. That was only his second show. Um, and so we're, you know, we're up in the section 200 right across in the stage so we were just a direct looking at the field goals if we were we'd be in the end zone gotcha. and so we couldn't you know this there were little ants on the um actual stage but the sound was amazing i was and gonna ask yeah the screen, yeah, yeah yeah the sound was great but <laughs> during the born to run a couple of them you know we look at each other the seats that we're standing on or sitting, depending on the song, we're shaking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Um, this was the first time we had ever seen him on the East Coast. Um, I've seen a total of this. That was my 15th show. And most of them have been in the South. I, I did Pittsburgh. We've done um, Cleveland, Louisville, but you know, never anywhere on the East Coast. And it was a totally different experience. Nice. Oh, that's great yeah. to hear. That's great. It it, yeah. it, it, does, it gives you chills, doesn't it? When everybody is in unison just worshiping the same thing. Oh, it <laughs> is. It is a religious experience that people say it is. Oh, it truly is. It's yeah. the, you know, it's the Church of Springsteen and we're there. And um, when he did 41 Shots... And my city of ruins, you know, my son had tears. Yeah. And like I said, he's not a huge fan. This was more, 
an excuse to go to New York. And after seeing him, he went to Oklahoma City with me for his first show. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he told uh, my lovely bride, his mom, he said, I had a good time and I would go see him again. Now then, after going to New York, he's like, "Okay, I've drank the Kool Aid. I'm sorry, Mom, because she's not a fan. You know, I, I'm gonna want to go anytime Dad goes now. Nice. So, <laughs> yes, one convert another. Um, I I bought two extra tickets for my kids because I thought that they would be avail- available. They're in college. Actually, one is graduated from college and working, and I forgot when. Like I I didn't. I didn't get tickets for the first two shows. I wasn't able to get in um, for for GAs, and I wanted GAs. And so right. when the third one was announced, I said, "Oh, I got this now," and got them. And I was really sad that they they it, the timing just didn't work out as far as going back to school. And um, and for my daughter, uh, she had been off work the week prior, so she couldn't get off, and I was so bummed. But uh, and there's nothing like taking the your kid. How old are your kids? So. Um... Chris is 27. Nice. Um, you know, he, he, like I said, he grew up, we were, I was a huge Beach Boy fan. You know, you talk oh. about <laughs> being obsessed with Bruce. Um, I graduated high school in 77. So, okay. and I found the Beach Boys right after graduating high school with the Endless Summer 8 track and became obsessed with Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys and, and looking f- and, as you talked about before the internet, researching was a lot harder than it is now. Right. Like trying to find, you know, going through um, signing up for fan letters and, you know, mailing off for articles and trying to find anything you could find, going to the, you know, library and, and digging up, going to record stores and just going into the Beach Boys section. And, oh, here's one I don't have, you know, and buying them. Right. So he grew up with them and uh, a lot of local Texas musicians that we love. Um, And so and like most guys his age, you know, he loves hip hop and um, he went to school in East Texas and found a love of country music. So, yeah. So he you know, we have gone to Brad Paisley shows together and we've we've done other music. And so but he really did say I get now um and if listeners are interested I actually interviewed Chris on the way back from the Oklahoma City show and he shared a few thoughts that he had that were pretty funny including you better have your you better be on your toes cuz Chris does, he says Bruce doesn't wait between shows songs I mean he plays the last note he yells 3 2 1 and then starts the next one yeah, that's <laughs> says, right he says, I've never seen that. Uh, that's hilarious. Now, how about you? How old are yours? So um, Sarah is 24 and um, mm-hmm. my son, John, is 21, just turned 21. So oh, very nice. They're fans. You know, they they I think they've each been to three shows, um, but it's harder when they get older. It's hard. To, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, to wrangle them together. Yes. But um, but they've certainly enjoyed it and, and have grown up loving it and um you know it's funny because they're like they you 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 teach them the classics and then i remember right. over over the holidays my son was going how come you never uh taught me this song and it was i'm going down <laughs> he just loved yeah. that <laughs> and and then bruce played it i was like oh man i should have facetimed him so he could at least see it but uh 
didn't think of it at the time. Yeah, you know, Chris, um, we uh, for some it's a long story and I won't say it again, but um, Dream Baby Dream off High Hopes had kind of become an unofficial family anthem. Uh-huh. And like we play that um, on road trips and it's like the last song we play when we're on the back porch before a cowboy game starts. Uh-huh. Like, you know, we, you know, we, that's kind of, we play that. And um, so of course he said he would have loved to gotten that, but because the river had been the first show he'd gone to, he said, you know, dad, all I really want to hear is <laughs> um hungry heart <laughs> yeah yeah uh, cadillac ranch yeah and out in the street <laughs> and i'm like well i don't know if you'll get them all he goes well it's okay but you know that's you're asking what i wanted and he got all three of them oh, so he was nice. thrilled you know um and of course we laugh because um the reason he likes out on the street is the line um on Mondays when the foreman calls time, I've already got Friday on my mind. And he's like, you know, what working guy doesn't have that thought? Right, <laughs> you know, right. Exactly. Monday mornings, you're already thinking. Uh, so I, I, I just love that. Sorry so that. how about you? Um, are there albums or songs that kind of mean a lot to you and your husband or maybe the family or just you yourself? Um, well, I think um... – you know, I just did a um, um, a Be the Boss radio show, and that was one of the. I listened uh, to that. Thank that was, you. Oh, good. I'm it was glad nice. you liked it. Thank you. Um, and you know, I it's funny because I look at it now, and I think, you know, this is so typical of how being a Springsteen fan is. Is that this was just after the Pittsburgh show that I saw. So two of the songs that I picked. Thunder Road, and um, uh, I picked um, Sherry Darling from the Pittsburgh show because he sang those right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, so, it was, right. so it was like so fresh in my mind. And, and I look at this now, and if I, if I were to do the radio show today after MetLife 3, I'd probably pick a whole different set of five songs because, um, I mean, New York City Serenade, uh, my blog is named after that song, and and to play that with the orchestra was just incredible. Um, hearing Jungle Land again, that was an incredible experience, and seeing the hug when he hugged Jake, and um, just it's just like every show brings something new, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is my new favorite song. Yeah, it's, and it depends on your mood too, because it's, you know if you're going through something. Um, you know, I have a, a niece with cancer now, a uh, young 38, and so I just keep thinking of Jamie, don't you lose heart. And um, that's just what Bruce does to you. He just, um, he, there's those moments in your life when you just he, hear the lyrics in your head and you think, wow, this is pretty fitting right now. So I'm going to pull an audible because I found this interesting. What were your thoughts? Because I have been lucky enough to be uh, the boss as well and had did similar to you. I had had to email two or three times, you know, not wanting to be a pest, but at the same time, okay, it's been, you know, six months. So 
I've got to, you know, get back in the rotation to see. And I gave a lot of thought to, okay, did I want to go like, I think everyone Thunder Road is a song that everyone loves. Right. So I'm like, do I do I pick that even though it's very obvious or because you can't go wrong picking that. Yeah. And so I ended up going with um I did Linda let me be the one nice. because my wife's name is Linda. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I did Better Days because I that's my personal philosophy is that too many people waste their life worrying for what about to come and don't enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so better days is one of my songs. Um, uh, Land and hope and dreams by far. If I had to pick one song, that's my favorite Bruce song. It would be land of hope and dreams. And as I said, I, I said it at my bet. One of my best friends funerals. I said it at my father's funeral and I hope years from now, you know, my son will say it at mine. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, um, you know, then I did um, Mary's Place because it reminds me of growing up on a farm and just that out on the porch t- talking and then Dream Baby Dream. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I went a very spiritual kind of talking about how the songs meant and how they kind of – helped me give comfort through tough times. So what was your process? I, um, I remember I probably picked about 20 songs and then had to, (laughs) had to just like, because I had so many that have different meanings to me. And then, and then I just kept narrowing it down and narrowing it down and narrowing it down. And I can't, I went with the, you know, stuff from the early years, you know, first I had um, Growing Up, and then I switched that out. Um, went with Spirit in the Night, because I do remember that so much from the RPI show, 78. Just everybody singing it in unison and thinking, oh, my gosh, i got to learn every word this guy's songs. And um, and then I did the Thunder Road because it just reminds me of my kids so much, teaching them, you know, my son playing the harmonica around the house. And, oh, that's um, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And then Janie, I did for, um, my sister-in-law, uh, who died of cancer and she, she died very young, 48 and she was my concert buddy for a while there. And, um, so it just got to like the songs that were like really, really, um, meaningful. I did better days just like you, um, cause human touch and lucky town hit the, record stores the day my daughter was born so then I got oh. to listen listen to that throughout the the whole um maternity leave which you know that stuck in my head obviously um so it was more like the real heartfelt songs at the end rather, rather than the big um concert moments that's awesome that's great um and and it's such a great experience to go there and and just in you did a great job of – I thought you, you you told great stories, and you you could tell the love and energy in your voice. Um, and I know if you were like me, it would have been so easy just to gush, right? right. <laughs> like I, I always have – I have this fear that um, if I ever – 
was lucky enough to meet Bruce, I would be, you know, the Saturday Night Live character, you know, what, remember when you did that? That was great. You know, yeah. just yeah. lose it. I know. Um, I, I totally agree. Uh, so talk to me about, um, obviously, as a journalist and an editor, it wasn't a big leap, but why did you decide to start a blog? Um, that was, that came out of the fact that it was one long winter, I remember, and just um, I, I was going through some of the things that I had, um, memorabilia, I have a ton of memorabilia, and I thought, you know, this is just such a waste sitting here in a box in my basement. And um, so I just decided to start the blog to kind of take things out piece by piece and um, and show them off to fans out there. And, and it's, it's just evolved into um, um, just a spot where I can always, if I want to write about Bruce, I just write about Bruce and then I, I let the guys at uh, Blogness on the edge of town know about it. And sometimes they they put it out there, and it's great because as soon as they do, then I get a lot of readers from all over the world. Um, and it's just it's just a rewarding side um, interest I have. Any uh, fun stories you want to share about some um, you know communication or I. Um, kind of, uh, I guess, you know, reaction to it or, you know, an exchange you had with this? Well, I, because. it's funny because the, the concert in Jersey, in fact, I haven't, um, we hung around with a, a couple of, of women the whole time that uh, were from Holland. And then, but there was always this couple that were also nearby and we kept talking to them, but I didn't introduce myself. Um, and, um, and it wasn't until I posted uh, a tweet that uh, uh, was a, a link to my blog, and she pops in. She goes, "Here we meet again." And that was to me that was incredible. They were from um, I can't remember where she's from, Copenhagen, I think. And um, and they had done. And then I looked at her Twitter, Instagram account. I can't remember which one it was. And they were they did the whole Jersey Shore thing. They you know they. They did all the tourist attractions, and so it was just really neat. And I thought, oh, I wish I'd talked to these guys more. But, <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, it was just one of those where we just kept seeing each other because we did the – we went, went to Reds and took the bus into the stadium and got wristbands and then went back to the bar for a couple hours. And it was just – we just kept seeing the same people the whole night long, which was kind of neat. And then – um it was early on when I started. I remember um, when I wrote the blog about my sister-in-law who passed away, I got so many kind, loving, um, prayerful, peaceful messages from fans who, um, you know, just said, just really appreciated what I had written about her and, and had like some of us, some of them had seen us at the Buffalo show. We saw Clarence's last show in Buffalo. Uh, drove mm. all the way from Albany to Buffalo, which is about six hours. She saw the show and then drove back. And she was undergoing chemo, and so she slept a little during the concert. And she um, and people saw us there. So when when I got back and then I wrote about that whole experience, I had people saying, "I saw you there, and we we're praying for her," you know. And yeah, you know, just the community has always been so 
unbelievable. And then you start following these people on Twitter, and it's like you feel like they're your best friends. Yeah, and I, I assume there's other fandoms like that. I'm sure, like I have a real good friend that podcasts with me that is a big Pearl Jam fan, and so I'm sure there's that fandom. But it feels like, and I'm biased, obviously, I do a Springsteen podcast, that it's a little – we're a little bit closer. You yeah. know, it seems like there's a little bit of kindness. Now, there's always – anytime you get a group of people together, there's always a few uh, jack arses. You know that, that yeah. Um, yeah. ruin it, but overall, most people are sweet and nice. And you know, I saw someone tweeting that um, Gary had said Gary Talent had gone. What is this deal about? All of a sudden, people obsessed with the time of the show. You know, let's just enjoy the show. And and you know, I'm I always look to see what time. The show lasts, but I'm never like, oh, it was only you know 3:10, or and in fact, the NCAA tour- tournament show was under three hours, and in a lot of ways, that's my favorite show because it was so intimate, very hit heavy because it was a casual audience, but it was really well done. Right. Um. So I guess kind of that was not really a question, but what are your thoughts on the fandom? Do you, you tend to agree that there's a big heart and there's this extended feeling of family? Oh, absolutely. And that's why I think the MetLife show was so cool to me in particular. Is It was just um, just being – I felt like I've always wanted to see him in a bar like everybody else. But, um, right. you know, the chances of doing that are few and far between at this point. And so – that, I mean, being in the pit and being so close and, you know, just standing, I didn't feel like I was in the stadium at all. I felt like this was a show for all these people that I've stood in line with for starting at 1130 for a show that started at eight. And, um, and then, and, and then, you know, just, I think the whole, like taking the bus from Reds and everybody at Reds being a fan and, uh, the people there, the owners being so nice and everything. It's just, that was just an extension of this whole fandom thing that, um, you know, it's just, it's truly special. It's, um, it's, it's unique. I think, I mean, I, I don't follow any other, um, band like that. So, um, and I'm not sure. I know the Grateful Dead folks seem around here, especially, uh, fish fans, they seem to really, uh, congregate and uh, and move in packs, but <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know it's uh, I don't know I think I think it's unique and um, it's it's just a great thing to be a part of. So Joyce, do you think I feel I'd like your opinion? Bruce has certainly connected with a lot of fans this tour. Um, I was on our night. We had the young man and young woman get engaged during Jersey Girl. Right. You know, and right. he pulled them on stage, which I will tell you, if you weren't crying during that, you have no heart. <laughs> because, you know, do you think that it's happening now more because Bruce is a little more sentimental and, and is a little more connected? Or do you think 
it's not happening more. We just see it more now because of social media. I think we see it more because of social media. I think, um, you know, like everybody knows from the Albany show who the checkered shirt guy is now. And yes. The, yeah. And, and in the past, there were things like that going on all the time, but you just didn't hear about them. And, right. you know, if people got backstage, it was something between them and Bruce that it wasn't yeah. trumpeted on social media. So, I, yeah, I think. I think it's definitely that we just hear about it more. Okay. I think he's he's always done special, unique, incredible things for his fans, and it's just I can't wait to read the book and find out um, find out more about him because it's just uh, um, it's it's going to be incredible. I think. I mean, I've read a lot of books on him, but this book is going to it's really going to open our eyes to um, to the human side of Bruce. I think that that none of us really know. Yeah, um, as we're recording this, this probably won't come out in a couple of weeks, but it's Labor Day weekend, and the Vanity Fair uh, interview just came out, and I don't know if you've gotten a chance to read it yet. I did, yes. Incredible. It's just, Wasn't uh, it fascinating, the idea that the writer brought in that Born to Run is really his parents' yes, story? Yes, yes, it was. I figured about that today, and I want to go back and reread it. But um, I think um, I think he's right on the money. I mean, it just really sounds like uh, that um, that he he uh, he figured something out that maybe Bruce didn't even know. Um, but you know, like I have read a lot where where Bruce doesn't always want to say exactly where a song came from because he doesn't want people to have their own ideas and feelings about songs. And I've, I've heard that quite often where he just wants people to be able to realize a song the way they want to realize it, not be totally specific as to why he wrote a certain song. You know, I have two stories that have nothing to do with Bruce, but prove that story. Um, Isaac Asimov, the famous, you know, science fiction writer and prolific writer was in a, discussion once and someone gave a meaning of the story and he disagreed and the the reader said to him in the audience well just because you wrote the story what makes you think you know what it's about and uh, Dr. Asimov said you know what I think you're totally right <laughs> and so yeah. Yeah. and then uh, Lawrence Block who is a mystery writer I was at a book signing once and I asked him a question about the characters in a Scudder novel. And um, I said, I think the character Elaine knew something that Scudder was doing. And he said, I think so too. <laughs> and I love the fact that he didn't know for sure. He just had an opinion. So I love the idea that Bruce has subconsciously written about his parents' story in what you could argue his most famous song. Right. Right. Yes. It, it, I, I think the book is going to be filled with things like that. That'll, that it, it, I can't wait to pull an all-nighter and read it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and we will be doing a Set Lusting Bruce book study. We'll be talking about it. Um, so how do I yeah. uh, listen to your podcast? I haven't found it on my, um, on my phone I, yet. 
We are on uh, we are on iTunes. If you look up Set Lusting Bruce, and I will send you a link, okay, uh, where you can get it. Um, you can subscribe. We also are on Stitcher, and there is actually a um, a direct website where you can listen to it without if you don't want to go through iTunes or anything. Um, and so I'd be honored for you to listen and hear what you think. Oh, I love um, to Yeah. So um, let's. Did you see any of the you see, Pittsburgh? So you saw the River Tour? Yes, yes. What What did you think of it? Um, I loved it. I mean, we saw the first show, so that meant everything was a surprise. I mean, like what happened right. to uh, start it off to um, you know to the to the finale. Um, yeah. I love. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Drive All Night, so just seeing that and then Fade Away and things like that just were incredible um fade away in albany was was big and um the albany show was um was was great was another extension of pittsburgh but i think like if if the stadium shows continued along that vein um i i I knew that they wouldn't after seeing you know all the europe europe shows and everything but i i love the concept i mean i'm a big river fan because you know my that was um, right around when I was in college, so I was immersed and, in that. I wrote a review and, of it for my college newspaper. Yeah. So, uh, oh, how funny! Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and to hear it front to back was was pretty cool too. It's and he just he he does a great job with things like that. So, you know what I thought, Joyce, and um, I was lucky enough to go to four shows, nice. and um, my wife said, "Are you not tired of hearing it?" And I said, "No, because." I find it fascinating to see someone in their 60s looking back at this album they did in the 30s, you know, in their early 30s, late 20s, this from a different perspective. Right. Um, I was, you know, I was a casual fan of Independence Day, but after hearing him tell the story about his dad and um, seeing it live – it's now one of my favorite songs. Absolutely, yes, yes. The song where where he talked about their feelings and not his, like that they right. were the people that were searching for something um, and had their own. Um, <laughs> I can't remember how he actually put it, but you know, and they too were, you know, looking looking for a way out, and it's like, oh man, you know, or, or you know, a way to continue on. It's just, oh my goodness. Yeah, and. And the other perspective he was implied to me, at least, is he's, you know, I was looking at my father and not realizing his lost dreams and his ambitions right. that didn't happen. Right. And now then he's the father and he sees his three children looking at him from that way and how he's, you know, seeing it from their eyes, I thought was just fascinating. It was. It was certainly yeah. fascinating. So are you um are you a fan more of the classic like pre uh, born in the USA versus post born in the USA? Oh, absolutely. Not, we yeah. we love them all. You okay. Know, so that you know I yeah, and it's when you the things you grow up with, I think I mean that to you, I mean that that's why I met life 3 was so big for me, but Yes. I do. I love all. The, I love the rising. I love. I love 
most of the new stuff. It's and yeah. you know, I I can't say I go back and listen to it on repeat though, like I do some of the older stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a I had a I forget now who was on the podcast with me and we had a really fun discussion. Like I would be happy with a show that did nothing before Tunnel of Love. And he said, and I would be happy with a show that did nothing after darkness. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and and um, and it's just I think part of it is because I became passionate about Bruce with the Rising, so I have connections to all those albums because they came out new to me, and it was new to everyone else. Right. Um, and so, um. It would be a filled with rarities if you had this, you know, nothing from the original sets. But I did look at that third night and go, oh, my goodness, what a lovely set of songs and how cool is that going back to his past? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, it's 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 just fascinating. The the fan base, too, because you could see um, I mean, in. Jersey, I was next to a woman who was like early 40s and she knew the words to to does this bus stop everything and I was like how yeah. do you, how do you go back that far and she said my parents you know so it's yeah it, and That's... but you know she was also cheering really loud when um, the more recent stuff came on so it's, it's yeah. pretty cool um, but I do have a deadline to meet tonight <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm, we're gonna close it really now okay. tell me. I'm, thank you. Um, any thank you. A wish list of few songs you hope to hear and perform live? Um, so the next time I'm hoping to see him acoustic because I, I I saw him acoustic in in the Times Union Center Stadium and it wasn't intimate at all. I'm hoping right. that he he gets a little more intimate with um um the fans i would love to hear acoustic dream baby dream i would love yes. to um um i'd love to hear I, I can't wait to hear his new album i mean it it, it sounds yeah. silly but i'm ready for new material and I am. Um, it's gonna be awesome anytime that he um can do something like ghost of tom joe's any of the classic nebraska things i would i would love to hear that again that's that's kind of the direction I'm heading in right now is I'm, I'm getting in that mode where I'd like to see him acoustic. Sounds great. Uh, if someone wants to reach you, how can they, Joyce? Um, reach me on um, Twitter, Joyce C10 Bassett. Um, and then my uh, website um, has my email and everything. And that's um, um, uh, word, it's a WordPress website. But if you Google Joyce Bassett, B-A-S-S-E-T-T, and New York Serenade, then it'll pop right up first thing on the list. And, and I will have the link in the show notes. Uh, thank you, Joyce. We're going to close with Billy. He's down by the railroad tracks, sitting low in the backseat of his Cadillac. Excellent. Diamond Jackie, she's so intact, and she falls so softly beneath him. Jackie's heels are stacked. Billy's got cleats on his boot. Together, they're going to boogaloo down Broadway and come back. It's midnight in Manhattan. There is no time to get cute. It's a mad dog's promenade, so walk tall or baby, don't walk at all. Beautiful. Thank you, Joyce. Go Thank get you. Your, uh, go Great. do your work. We'll talk to you soon. Take Bye. care. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.